Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 and 23 on. And as today, we're obviously talking about faith. But I think there's one common thing you hear about over and over and over again in that, and it's by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, Moses, by faith, Moses, by faith, Moses. And there's a lot more to it, really. If we were to look back, there's by faith, Enoch, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham. But for the sake of time, I tried to focus just on Moses for the most part, because this past week in vacation Bible school, we talked a lot about Moses. And boy, did I have fun as I got to dress up like Moses and act like Moses. But more on that here in a few minutes. You see, we're talking about faith today. And as I talk about faith, I want you to understand this. Every one of us live by faith. Every one of us accept and trust faith in something every single day. Now, many of you had faith this morning, alarm clock waking you up. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you're like me when you have something important to be up the next day. You set three alarms, that's what I generally do, about five minutes apart, sometimes random, like six minutes, 11 minutes, so that the, the rebuzzing doesn't go over each other. But then you still wake up every couple hours as you think, did I sleep past my alarm? Oh no, is it time to get up? Especially when it starts getting lighter earlier. But by faith, you set an alarm and, and you had faith that it was going to wake you up. By faith, you put your clothes on and you trusted that those clothes would fit you this morning. By faith, maybe you set out your Sunday morning church clothes and you had them all ironed the night before and hung up to keep them out of the way of the cat laying on them or the dog game all hairy. By faith, you thought they would be ready this morning and the cat wouldn't have knocked them down or clawed them up. You wouldn't have to iron them again. By faith, you knew that your car would start. By faith, you knew that the cars are gonna stay on the right side of the road. But all of these things could go the other way. But you had faith that the road would not fall apart. You had faith that you drove over that bridge in Bloomer to get here. And you had faith that that bridge would not fall down. You had faith that the church would be open when you arrived and that Pastor Patrick did not sleep past his alarm clock. But if not, Brian would have had the doors open for us. Amen. But we exercise some type of faith every single day of our lives. But the question is, where do you put your faith? Who do you put your faith in? What do you put your faith in? Because you can be putting your faith in something that matters or something that doesn't matter. You can be putting your faith in something inadequate or something adequate. There are both adequate and inadequate objects of our faith that we must totally place our trust in. Some examples of inadequate objects of faith might be science or technology or the many false gods that we worship, money, security, wealth, our jobs, other people, ourselves. You see, all of these things can you, let you down. And maybe you struggle because I said science, and you think that's a proven fact. Even, even science changes every single day as they come up with new theories and new experiments. We're always learning. But what is faith, anyway? The dictionary definition of faith says complete trust or confidence in someone or something. I guess if you think about it that way, I didn't have faith in my alarm clock because I set three of them and I woke up every few hours. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. One commentator stated this about faith. He says, faith makes things hoped for as real as if we already have them. Or he says, faith provides evidence that what is unseen is absolutely real. 
where he says faith is the confidence in the worthiness and ability of someone or something. Faith is setting your heart on the object of your hope and your confidence. This week in Vacation Bible School, we talked a lot about faith. And the kids might not have realized it, but as I looked at these different many themes that we talked about, each theme ties in with faith. And I'll give you a little summary of this past week to help you understand. But as we look to the faith of Moses, faith in action. We saw day's one, day one theme, when life is unfair, God is good. Day two, when life is scary, God is good. Day three, when life, is, uh, when life changes, God is good. And day four, when life is sad. God is good. And if we would have moved on to day five, you'd see when life is good, God is still good. We need to give God the glory for all things because God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. <coughs> Give me. But a little bit of that summary to help you understand why you need faith to be able to fully grip onto these things. Day one was a very exciting day, especially for Pastor Eldon as he got to act like Pharaoh. Wow, the great Pastor Eldon got to act like Pharaoh, and he was in control, and all the kids were slaves. I was the slave master, and we had to teach him how to make bricks, and we got to show them what it would be like for God's chosen people, the Israelites, to live back then. They're their chosen people, and yet they're living as slaves in the hot desert, working all day long, not having any type of freedom whatsoever. And as constantly, Pharaoh would yell, bricks, bricks, bricks. I need more bricks. You know, it's quite funny as by the end of the day, the kids were looking to Pastor Eldon, especially the young kids, and saying, I don't like him. He's mean. <laughs> and then they looked at me, and even though I was acting like slave master, I guess they still recognized me as Pastor Patrick because they said, I like you because you're Pastor Patrick. But day one, we had a lot of fun as we talked about when life is unfair. Fair. God is good. And we talked to the kids about how life is unfair at times, but God is still good. Day two, we talked about when life is scary. God is good. God used Moses to deliver God's people from the Israelites. I'm sorry, God's people, the Israelites, delivered them from the Egyptians, from Pharaoh. And day two, we talked about the ten plagues and how God used Moses to deliver those plagues to deliver God's people to freedom. Now, this was a great day as well, but it's a little scary as some of the kids started to get scared as we talked about the ten different plagues. But the, in the end, we talked about when life is scary, God is still good, and he protects his people for his ultimate purpose and will. Day three, when life is changing, God is good. And wow, I don't even know where to start with this one. This one was a big one. If you saw us here during the day... You would have seen us walking all over the church, me dressed as Moses, and we took the kids on an adventure because we are now free. And the kids knew, okay, we need to run. We need to escape Egypt. We need to escape Pharaoh's hands before he changes his mind. But when life changes, God is still good. And as we ran away from Pharaoh, the kids learned Pharaoh did change his mind. Pharaoh's heart was hardened by God, and he went after his people. The, the Israelites, God's people, ran into the Red Sea, but God split the Red Sea to save them. That's a big change, isn't it? Then they're stranded in the desert, wandering, wandering, and God presents the oasis of Marah to give them water and makes it clean. 
Life changes, but God is good. And we ended with the quail and the manna that God provided for his people there in the wilderness. Despite all the changes, despite all the challenges, despite all the moaning, all the groaning and complaining, God saved his people. Splitting the Red Sea, delivering them clean water at the oasis of Mara. God's people had faith that God would provide. And guess what? God did provide. God does the same thing for us still today. Now, is God splitting the bloomer pond when you walk up to it and allowing you to walk through on dry ground? No. But God does still provide for you in different ways, but you need to have faith in God. We need to be just like Moses and having faith that God's going to work out the good in our life that he has planned. It might not be your plan, but his plan is better anyways. God does same for us today. In day four, we look to the cross of Jesus Christ. We look to Jesus dying upon that cross and the power of the cross that we can cast our sins upon Jesus. We can throw them at the cross and we are forgiven. Jesus not only died for us, but he conquered death and raised from the tomb for us. This Guys, these are the things we talked about with the kids. I don't give you this long summary for no reason. I say it because of this. We must have faith in all these things. We must have faith just like Moses, just like the Israelites, just like all God's people throughout time that we read about here in Hebrews chapter 11. Because faith in God and his power is what also gives us the ability to state these themes with confidence. Without faith in God, these statements are meaningless. What does it mean to say when life is unfair, God is good, if you don't have faith in God, if you don't totally trust him and live in obedience to him? What does it mean to say when life is scary, God is good, if you don't have faith in God? You see, we need faith in God, total commitment, total faith, and we need to be living by faith to God, just like Moses is spoke of here in Hebrews 11. God is good, and God understands our sadness. God is with us when we're scared, and he helps us. God is with us when life is changing and when life seems unfair. He is still there blessing us with blessings that we may need, but we don't deserve. And he's still there, still there. But by faith, we have great power, by faith. But your faith must be in God. It must be in his will. It must be in obedience to him and his plan for our life, faith. God is good. I kept thinking about these. When life is unfair, God is good. When life is scary, God is good. When life is sad, God is good. When life changes, God is good. By faith, God is good. By faith, God is good. This whole week, we were able to see faith in action. That's why I ended up loving this vacation Bible school, because it wasn't just teaching behind a pulpit. We were putting it in action for these kids to see. And I think, for one, they had a great time, and I did too. But we saw face in action as, by faith, Moses stepped up and did all the things God wanted him to do. By faith, the Israelites followed his lead. By faith, in the Father's plan and knowing what we needed, Jesus went to the cross and saved us. By faith, God is good. Reread it in Hebrews 11 about others too. And what they did by faith. But here's kind of my big point for today. So if you've fallen asleep, here's what I want you to hear. By faith, these people did great things for God and for their life. By faith, 
But what do we do by faith? If this was wrote about us, by faith, Pastor Patrick Rhodes did this. By faith, Billy Bob Jordan in the back row. I don't think there's any Billy Bob Jordan, so you don't need to look. By faith, Billy Bob Jordan did this. By faith, what do you do? Fill in the blank with your name. Fill in the blank with what you do with your life. By faith, are you depending on God? By faith, people should be seeing us acting by faith. We need to have faith in God. As Hebrews 11:6 tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. John 14, 6, we read, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news from Jesus. This is where true faith comes from, faith that you can truly depend on, faith that you don't have to worry about breaking down, changing, or not happening, not working, not coming through. True faith comes from the knowledge of Christ Jesus. This is the true faith that gives you life. But I have a question for you. If the Bible says our faith comes from God, then what does that say about us when we place our faith in other things? It's not good, is it? not good because there's other things will let you down but back to my main point we should be examples of faith in action you see pharaoh the israelites the egyptians they saw the plagues they could not help but give in give up believe and see the truth of the power of god in the faith in action through moses and i just think we need to be living in faith in such a way that the enemies of god today still see the truth that is within us. How great would it be that just like that day when Pharaoh cowered and gave in to God because he saw the face of the Israelites, the face of Moses, he saw the power of God, may the enemies of God today still see our face in action in a way which makes them run or which in a way which makes them run to you to say, I need what you have. I need what you have. Guys, have we lost the feeling of knowing that these people need what we have? They're dying without hope, without purpose, without life. And we have that life to give them. But we must tell them about our faith. Many people claim to have faith, but they struggle with it. And we could go on and on to talk about why do you struggle with your faith and how do we go on with that. But for sake of time, I need to skip forward and just say this. By faith, we live in obedience to God. As we live in obedience to God, as we live in a constant relationship with him, those things will increase. But what are we doing to live by faith? We need to ask ourselves daily, is this in keeping with God's righteousness? Is this positive towards God's kingdom? And it may be scary as you step out to actually live in faith and depend on him to answer your prayers and your needs, your pro your provide for you. It may be scary or hard as you see. Maybe God's not providing in the way which you think you need. And you say, God, why not? God, why not? God, why do I have to have this or that? Why can't you just make my life easier like this person or that person? But we need to have faith in knowing that God, the one omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God, knows what's best for your life. And we need to submit to him by faith. 
faith in action. So I have a few steps for you here. I don't have many slides today, but just a few steps, and it will move fast now. Number one, what will we do by faith? Why should we be a faith in action? Well, number one, faith in action helps those around you to see Jesus. You may be the only Bible that some people see. And we pray for God to use you. And God will use you if he desires to. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Your life story is a powerful story when you allow it to glorify God and to serve his will, his wishes. Use your powerful message. Number two, again, faith in action. What will we do by faith? Faith in action helps you to overcome. And I didn't put what, you can fill in the blank, overcome. Because when you recognize that your power comes from the God who created the universe, your outlook while in your struggles of life will change. I wrote down Romans 14, 8. If we live, we live for God. If we die, we die for God. And that's the type of, of change and attitude that you have when you recognize the power of having God in your life, when you recognize the hope that you have through Christ. The struggles don't matter as much because you know you have a God who loves you right by your side. And he's going to sustain you until his day comes for you to come home to him. Number three, naturally rules in here. Faith and action helps you to focus on the future life you have in Christ. And not the fleeting things or feelings of today. Nehemiah 4.14 says, remember the Lord who's great and glorious. Remember the Lord who's great and glorious. By faith, by faith in God, you don't need to depend on the fleeting things or feelings of today, which will let you down. By faith in God, you have a de someone, something to be dependable on that will always be there for you. You can always cry out to him. You may prosper, but you may struggle as well. In either way, you need to recognize you're still blessed by God to have him in your life. By faith, Moses did great things for God and his people. By faith, God is good. Faith in action is what we see in these biblical heroes of faith. But by faith, what are we doing with our life? Some of these people who placed their faith in God accomplished much success. Others had great persecution or sufferings, but all of them courageously followed after God. And we need to also courageously follow after God too. But notice in Hebrews 11 that many of these people, you might recognize, came from great places of power. But we need not see their power as being their own. Their power is from God because by faith they lived in obedience to God's plan. Christians often fail to be the instrument of God's blessing because we don't depend on God to be the one that gives us the strength to be the blessing. We need God. We focus too much on things that do not matter instead of the things that do matter. And as I close, I just want to ask you, I want to leave you with focusing on what does matter. Your faith in Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior, your relationship with the Father, the Holy Spirit, the great power that God has given inside of you to live each and every single day. So here's the personal reflection to, leave, live, live, to live with and to leave with. Here's the personal reflection. When was it that you first found Christ? When was it that you experienced God truly coming back into your life and you re 
repairing that relationship through the forgiveness of your sins. Sometimes we need to remember this powerful message that we have. As we say, by faith, may people around you see the faith that you have. What was your experience like? What did it feel like to you? Nehemiah 4.14 says, Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. May your faith ever be growing. But may we also always be going out and sharing your faith with someone. Apply your faith in God to your life. May it, whether it be your finances, your job, your marriage, your struggles, your family, your children, your, your working, whatever it is. Apply your faith in God to your life. And make sure you're living in obedience to him. Ask yourself daily, is this living according to God's righteous ways? Is this glorifying to God and his will, his plan, his word? Because God's not going to tell you to do anything contrary to what he tells us to do in his word. Faith in action. What will you do by faith? We are nothing without faith in God. No hope, no purpose, no joy, no help in troubled times, no life. So have faith in the one that matters and allow yourself to fill in that blank. What will we do by faith? Think about that seriously this week. What will you do by faith? Let me close in prayer as the worship band comes up here to close us in song. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for this great message you've given us through the, the vacation Bible school this week, but also through Hebrews chapter 11 in the life of Moses that we're talking about all week and today. By faith, Moses did all that you told him to do. By faith, he accepted in your power to go through him and produce these plagues and produce these miracles to split the Red Sea, Lord, and by faith, may we follow after you in obedience to Lord, may we live by faith every day as we, as we share the good news of Jesus Christ, not just with ourselves and our lives to live with confidence in you, but also to live by faith and show the people around us what that means. May people see us being living in action and being men and women and children of faith every single day of our lives. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Mm -hmm.